0: Thank you for joining our service, which was previously recorded. The subject is God Has My Back. The text is derived from Luke chapter 22 and Romans chapter 8. We pray that you are richly blessed by the word of God.
1: This is scripture I'm going to share with y'all. Y'all can go to it if y'all want to. That I want to share it with y'all. It's in Hebrews 13, chapter 13, sorry, verse 8. For me. For, for me. short but it's strong and Jesus Christ never changed. We are the ones that change. We are the ones that have don't have an effect. We go back and forth, back and forth with the word of God. The word of God is a foundation. It's our life. It's our truth. We must trust in the Lord. We must believe in the Lord. And everything we do, whatever we see, Remember, the Lord don't give us a spirit of fear. Just look up to God and say, Lord, I believe in you. I trust in you. So I'm going to read it again. For those who didn't give you. Jesus Christ. Yes. Read with me, y'all. Come on. The same. Yesterday. Yesterday. Today. Today. And forever. And forever. Amen. Amen. Join me in prayer. I'm, sorry, I'm happy, y'all. I'm happy. I'm never happy. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come in here in your house to praise you, to worship you, to honor you, Father God. Father God, we thank you for all the members that's here this morning. We thank you for the members that's not here, Lord. We ask you to bless them and cover them wherever they are this morning, Father God. Father God, we're going to praise your son, Jesus Christ. Father God, we just want to praise him, Father God. We're we'll going to give him praise, Lord, our best praise. Yeah. Father God, we love you. We just thank you. We thank you for your Holy Spirit in came with us today, Lord. Right beside us, Lord, we honor you, Lord. We give you glory. It's a blessing to be in your house this morning. I thank you for again for all, everyone that's here, all our church family, all, our, all the people that we love, Father God. Thank you for allowing me to be here, Father God. We just... Want to praise you and give you our best, our best praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Now
0: keep that praise in this house. Keep it right there. Keep it right there. In this God, I, I certainly thank Him for using me as an oracle on today. I thank Him for allowing. Uh, Me to just stand before his people and me to be the instrument that he used. I don't take it lightly. I pray that lives are continually transformed through this ministry. We have seen so much in this house. Uh, It might be small in number, but this is a powerful ministry. And I just thank God for everything that he's done. Father God, now I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart that they are acceptable unto you. Oh Lord, you are my strength and you are my redeemer. And the people of God say amen. 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 Y'all can do better than that. Act like y'all in one of them games and say amen again. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We definitely do pray for the members that are absent. Uh, we pray, of course, for Miss Beverly in Idaho Falls. We pray that the spirit just wrap up and and envelop her and 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 put her prosper where they are. We pray for the Walker family. They are on a cruise. I don't know if they're on the way back yet, but I know that they they'll be back uh, tomorrow. Um, but we just pray their traveling mercies. Every time I say grace, God said mercies. Uh, I kept seeing Brother Stacy in the sanctuary. Uh, I'm praying, and we're believing that all is well with him. I was praying that he would have been here because I, I, I just every time I tried to shake it, I told Pastor Jimmy, I see Brother Stacy sitting and uh, against the wall, and it could just be that he's here in spirit. Uh, he he does definitely. Um, show his love for Pastor Jimmy and just takes the time out to let us know that we respect the time, but I just want y'all to know I'm thinking about you praying for you. So we definitely lift that family up in prayer. Uh, we're going to a couple of places today. Um, we're going to start out in the Romans, Romans chapter 8. I'm just going to give you a little back Um, a a little history on it you can be seated uh if you want we're going to be going back and forth we also have the text here so you can write it down because a lot of times we skip around for the sake of time um and the monitor will be displaying the text Some of y'all complained that the the text in the bible were too small but i say if you got a phone and some brand shoes you should have a good bible we just provide that in case somebody comes and does not have a bible or you know somebody forgets there so there are no excuses and, and if you still have problems getting one we'll have to get a good bible um, but um, the text will be on the monitor uh, just in case but we're going to start in romans chapter 8 And what I like about Romans 8 is because it it is um, Paul speaking. And in Romans 8, he is really exploring the significance of Jesus' sacrificial death. So what what Romans 8 is, is Paul saying, this is what Jesus died for y'all. This is that that we live in. I love how Paul begins and ends Romans, the book of Romans, um, uh, to, uh, with the same message. And it was a strong message. I, I like how his message, Brother Mitch, because of his situation and that all the adversity that came against him, Paul's message never changed. He, he began and he ended. It with the same thing. And it was there is absolute security to those who are in Christ. He said, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like, Sister Tierra, But there is safety. There is security to those that are in Christ. Now, I want to make it real plain. Don't y'all go and say what my pastor said, that we weren't going to go through nothing. This doesn't make us exempt from tests and trials or adversity. Uh, Nicole, read John 16 and 33.
2: I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. You will. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Yeah. What he's saying is there are going to be many
0: afflictions. You're going to have a whole lot of heartaches. You're going to have a whole lot of headaches. There's going to be a lot of pain. He said, but well, this is Jesus speaking. This is God speaking. He said, take heart. He said, because I fulfilled that. He said, I came and walked the walk so you can live in in abundance. It's going to be pain. Most of the time, a corner mind can't comprehend the pain that we experience as Christians. The first time, that's why you got to be careful when you got praying for you, I'm telling you. The first thing that they want to know is, what did you do? How do you get like that? God must be mad at you. I know somebody. Uh, that uh, was afflicted in their body and the, the woman of God that came to pray for us said you must have lived a terrible life. God must be punishing. Sometimes what we see is evidence that we're in the will of God. You're on the right track. He said many are the afflictions. Of whom? But the Lord delivers from them all. It's this, this in John 16; it just echoes that, and it's echoed over and over in the Bible. So my question is: When you're crying all the time, me myself, who told you that? Who told you you weren't supposed to go through nothing? If God has to condition us, or He loves us so much, He gotta watch His children. He said, "I ain't gonna put more on you than you can bear." I've said it over and over again. He ain't just talking about blessings, burdens. He's also talking about blessings, and that's why God conditions us. Don't nobody want to go through the condition. This is my season. Well, what, what what elements did you go through? Every season has its elements. In, in the type of season I'm in, ain't nothing but blessings. I'm going to need to see your wounds. Because if you ain't been through nothing and I'm going through all this hell, you really can't tell me nothing. But God says, you, you tell them that this is a part of the process. When you're in my will. Now, some pain is self-inflicted. I've experienced a lot of that. Connecting with things and people that I had no business. It was, it was inevitable that I met them. But I used my influence wrong. I connected with them wrong. Instead of drawing them, I was drawn. And there was nothing affected by it. I got pulled. That word, y'all, I want to hear about that. I don't want to hear about no pool. All you talk about is a pool. When I get through this lesson, you're going to understand that there's some forces that are bigger than us. Yeah. And we're going to walk in wisdom in this house. Amen. We're going to Romans our chapter number 8. We're going to start with verse 30. 31, because it says 31, thank you
2: what then shall we say in response to these things yes if God is for us say that again if God is for us if God for us who yes. can be against us mm-hmm. he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all
0: who are you yes
2: how will he also not no how will he not also along with him? graciously give us all things who will bring any charge against those whom god has chosen it is god who justifies who then is the one who condemns yes no one christ jesus who died more than that who was raised to life is at the right hand of god yes. and is also interceding for us.
0: Somebody ought to praise God right there and just say, God got my back.
2: God got my back. God
0: got my back. See, Paul, he was so brilliant. And, and, and Romans is more than just a book of theology. You're going to hear that a lot. If you want a book of theology, go to Romans. But it's full of practical exhortation and, and encouragement. He, he's urging us. If you try Jesus, if you try him, if you live for him, I know. I was a sinner. I was a chief sinner. I was a murderer. I went after Christians. He said, but if you try him, there's peace and there's safety in, in, in Christ. That's what his message was. I love Paul's approach because it was brilliant for that time and now. Paul was well learned and he was, he was intelligent. And that's why he asked questions and turned around and answered because he was he knew that we live in a day and age where intellect was bigger than the anointing. Yeah. We can cast out some demons. We have cast out some demons. God has used our hands to heal the sick and raise the dead, both spiritually and naturally because a lot of people was out of here, Brother Mitch. But God said, not my son, not not my son. Maybe. Baby Brandon was out of here, Sister Yvonne. Yeah, but God said, "Up, uh, up, uh, not yet. Right. Yeah. But Paul, he said, I'm, I'm gonna have to give it to them in a way that all these intellectual people, the ones that's got to pick it apart. He said, I'm gonna answer them a question because you know they're so deep. You know, I have to be challenged. Why is this? And why is this? So Paul just did it for him. He'll ask the question and then turn around and answer it for him. I love the way he flowed. And don't get me wrong, because there's a lot of silence when I talk about intellect. I'm not telling nobody to dumb yourself down. I'm not telling you to, to, to not go sharpen your sword and get a degree. But when I tell you the intellect will never be greater than the anointing. I don't need no therapist. I need an elder. Yeah. Demons don't need to be counseled. They need to be cast out. I don't need another pill to suppress what I'm feeling. I need to be I need this stuff cast out of me. I want it out of me. I don't want you to just treat the symptoms, doctor. I want it cured. Don't just give me a pill. That's why we got to get in the Word of God. And really walk the walk. And that's what Paul was saying here. Paul says that this is what Jesus, over in Luke chapter number 22, y'all can be turning there. He said that this is what Jesus was prophesying. We're living it. When he turned turned, and he spoke to his disciples, he says, there's going to come a time when this was going to happen. There's going to be a time when people are going to turn away from There's gonna be a time when the enemy gonna seem like he's just winning, but I like what he told his disciples. Read Luke 22. This is Jesus speaking,
2: and the Lord said, "Simon, Simon, mm-hmm. behold, Satan hath desired to have you yeah. that he may sift you as wheat." Mm-hmm. But I have prayed for thee mm-hmm. that thy faith fail not. Yes. And when thou art converted, strengthen thine brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, mm-hmm. both into prison and to death.
0: You sure about that, Peter?
2: And he said, I tell thee, yes. Peter, the cock shall not crow this day, before that. Thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me.
0: You can stop right there.
2: You 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 hear about and you
0: hear how Peter, not me, Lord. I'm ready to live for for God I live. Y'all better stop saying that. For God I live and for God I die. The first time you get tested, oh, I changed my mind. Because wasn't Peter the same one when, when they was when they arrested Jesus? He was scared for his life. He just said he he wanted to die with him. Ain't he the same one that said, I don't know him? And the girl in the next said, Hey, what you with him? He said, "Uh Uh-uh. See, our mouth will get us in trouble. Sometimes we need to just say, God, I'm willing, but I'm weak in Samaria. And since you know me, don't put more on me. Because he, he said, Peter, you talking all that talk in just a few days. <laughs> Your whole story going to change. But as Jesus faces the cross, he spends this final this evening with his disciples here in Luke chapter 22. And he was prophesying. Y'all go back and read it. You want a prophetic word, just read it. Read the Bible. You ain't got to go to... Prophet uh, so-and-so. Amen. Read your Bible. It's full of prophecy. It's prophecy. I'm waiting for this prophecy to be fulfilled. And I'm waiting on that. You don't picked the and chosen. And you nitpicked. You're waiting on a whole lot of stuff. And ain't lived none of it. And so you're going to still be waiting. But if you want some real prophecy. For what was going to happen. Jesus said. And, and, and when you look at the two parallels, what I'm trying to get you to see, what Paul said confirms what Jesus prophesied. Go back and read it. And so Jesus, he never left us, mother. He never left us where we had to wonder what what's next. Even when in his earthly ministry, had they connected to the blessing. They were walking with the answer. Instead of questioning and doubting the whole time, just walk with it. Just trust it. I want y'all to pay some attention to the wording in Luke. In the Greek, you is plural. So when he said, Peter, Peter. Some translation of Simon, Simon. He was getting his attention. Every time you see an echo in the Bible, that, that, that meant you need to give that some attention because there was some emphasis. He said that Satan has desired to serve you. He's talking about the church. And so when we read the scripture, we don't say Satan wanted to sip here as wheat. We should say, Satan wants to sip the church, me, you, us, as wheat. But then, the, the word of God says, I pray for you, my God. When you got Jesus praying for you, I I, I, I thank all the prayer warriors. I, I thank you because you opposed. But when you got Jesus praying for you, Paul said, who can come against you? I'll show y'all. I'll show y'all. Just stay, stay connected. I also believe that Jesus addressed, Peter directly because of the mantle that was on his life it caused him to come under more attack amen? amen now we know whom to whom much is given much is required and some people do they take hit after hit and that's why I be telling you what's the purpose for your life I don't know, Pastor. I don't know. You know where I am right now. I'm, I'm in the, um, uh, I'm in the kitchen, and I'm saying, "Baby, darling, listen. It's something much greater on your life than just in the kitchen, passing the plates. See, the enemy don't mess with nothing that's not a threat to him." If you already belong to him, he got you. He don't need to waste his time. He said uh, he's roaming the earth to and fro. Seeking, we going to get there. But if you already healed, he ain't got to look for you. They ought to tell you, hey, it's something more to me than the enemy trying to make me believe you know, you can get out of my head, you know, telling me I'm nothing and I'm nobody and I'm, I'm not qualified because you wouldn't be messing with me. It's right. It's right. That's why those certain spirits, Jezebel spirit, spirits like to con- connect to certain things. They like beauty. Be careful. They like intellect. Yeah. They like influence. And so if you're wondering, you know, I I just don't know why. I'm just always under attack. You need to go back or you need to counsel with some godly people that can help you discern your situation. Because I promise you, if you get in a place with God, you're going to say, I understand now. Not to think more highly of yourself than you should. But you're going to say, I understand now. You saw what I didn't see in me. Some of us need to simply ask God, show me what Satan sees about me, God. Wake me up. Give me some self-esteem. And it's because you're gifted. It's because nine times out of ten, there is some work for you to do that you're not doing and that you will serve hell notice if you properly operated in your gifts. Mm-hmm. But I like how Jesus told him in John. He told his disciples, he said, I'm leaving. But I'm going to leave you peace. This stuff that we experience in this world ain't right, supposed to shake us the way it shapes us. Every situation that we've ever faced is in here. And guess what? If you read long enough, it's worse than yours. It's always somebody worse than yours. And God lets you, you, you see that so you can understand and still find a way to be grateful that it could be worse. I know what you said. I know what my bank account looks like. I know I'm not qualified, but it's somebody that need a job. Yeah. Somebody don't have no house. My house note might be a couple of days late. It's gonna hit my credit score. Stop worrying about your credit score. And I ain't saying being irresponsible, but don't let that be the factor to determine that it's gonna shake your peace and make you start down with God. Amen. Because God of all will make a way out of no way. He'll tell you, I ain't going to need it for you to have no good credit. Because I'm going to give you the money to pay cash for. We got to get in a place. Where we really, really relying on this word. And we really, really embrace it what God left us with. He said, I'm leaving. You a comfort. And another reason. I believe that Peter was singled out because he was the foundation of the church. Remember the Lord said, Peter, he changed his name. He said, upon this rock, I build my church. And the gates of hell won't prevail against you. Listen to this. Go back to Luke. The Lord said, Peter, Satan wants you to wants to sit you as we. But I prayed for you. Uh-huh. Now go back to Matthew. He said, the gates of hell will not prevail. They're gonna come. But they won't win. He said, because I prayed for you. Y'all should have blessed God. I I ain't coming back into this dry house. Not this time. Not this time. This is good nourishment. He said, I ain't going to let the devil chew you up and spit you out like he wants to. He's coming, but you are the foundation of the church. And that's why the pastors and the leaders of God's ministry are coming under attack. Because the enemy knows if he can get the head, the rest of the church. And so that's why he went directly. He wanted all the saints. He wants us all. But he went directly for Peter. Because if you go back, I remember the scripture in the beginning of Luke that you read. He said, once you are converted. Then you're going to be right, brother Mitch. I told you. When God did that thing, I said, you're going to be right. This you and God. And when he was telling Peter, you're going to deny me three times. And I'm going to elevate you three levels. Yeah. He said, feed my sheep. I'm not worthy. I denied you. He said, you love me? He said, feed my sheep. And he did it the same three times that Peter denied. Read your Bible. Yes. I get it excited. Because I flip some pages. And I be seeing. Just like in Isaiah 28. I see the live word of God parallel. Because he said how you know it's a true word for God. How you know it's still saying. He said, you're going to see it line after line. Precept after precept. He said, patterns will be repeated in many small answers. That's why Luke parallels Romans. Yeah. That's why Matthew parallels Luke. Because it's God. And no matter how the world try to discredit it, just like it was in Genesis, it's in Revelation. Just like it was in Genesis, Pastor Jerry said, "The word don't change." It's September the twenty twenty three. Same word that applied in Genesis applies now. Line after line. Precept after precept. Can't nobody go in and take away from it and make it right. I don't care how much you want to use it to justify your lifestyle. You can't do it. Because if God says it, that's it. So what Jesus is saying is Satan wants to separate the saints. Anybody used to see their grandma with them old sisters? You probably still got one. I I use a strainer every now and then. I kind of cheat. But when I want my stuff good and smooth, my gravy, no lumps, I get over there pot and I just shake, 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 shake. shake. And all the good stuff, it falls. And all the clumps and the lumps, they left in the thing. I can just throw it away. But what he's saying is Satan want to separate y'all like that. We got to get it. Ain't none of us exempt. I love my father. Because he said, when you mind, you belong to me. And he says that Satan, if you watch, has to get my permission to move. I don't care how much going on in this world, he said it would. But he said, when you belong to me, Satan don't get to have his way. Uh Uh-huh. Some of the stuff we see is just demonic. They're demonic attacks. Well, why would God allow it? Sometimes we be wide open for the devil. What God is saying today is get back in that secret place. Get back in that place of safety. Come under the shadow of my wings, daughter. This is the safest place. This world ain't going to get no better. You can listen to message after message. I feel good. I feel better. I'm encouraged. You know, I'm looking. We're moving forward, but the world ain't going to get no better. The abomination of desolation, all the things, the years and times of tribulation, the world has to see. I'm sorry. Don't let them prophesy you out of it. It's not the truth. It's going to happen because it is written. But he said, in the midst of sorrow, my children's heart don't have to pump sorrow. He said, I give you peace and I give you joy, even in the midst of it. That's why when you can sit up and you can give your testimony, the truth, that's what I love. Y'all don't know I ain't celebrating your downfalls. and your your I'm celebrating the realness of it. Don't just get up and tell nobody you woke up like that and I've arrived. Tell the truth. You're gonna have to cry. Your heart gonna be broken. But all it's gonna do is draw you closer to God. Closer to the people that love you. Closer to the people that want to see you doing good. Mm -hmm. Go to Job chapter 1. Read. 7 through 12. I'm sorry.
2: The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on yes. it. Then, lo- then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? Yeah. There is no one on earth like him. Mm-hmm. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Yeah. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied, Have you not put a hedge around him And his household and everything he has. Mm. You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flock and herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch stretch out your hand and strike everything he has. And he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, very well then. Everything he has is in your power. But on the man himself, do not lay a finger. Somebody should bless God right there. You should bless God right there.
0: Because that old Satan again trying to tempt Jesus. He's trying to tempt the Father this time. He's trying to provoke him. What's so good about it? Why you got him exalted so high? Why won't you let him go through nothing? You must, he said, okay. Because the man loved me. I know his heart. That's my child. We got a true relationship. Do what you need to do, but you can't kill him." And Satan had his way. And so for those people that say that Satan went to Jesus once, I got something else for you. Go to Job chapter number two.
2: On another day, yes. the angels came to present themselves before the Lord. A second time, yes. And Satan also came with them to present himself before him. Yes. And the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Yes. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright.
0: That did change.
2: A man who fears God and shuns evil. And he still maintains his integrity. He's still saved, yes. Throughout you incite me against him to ruin him without any reason. Skin for skin, Satan replied. A man will give all he has for his own life. But now stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, Very well then, he is in your hands, but you must spare his life. Yes.
0: That word is strong because from every area of Job's life, was he touched. He lost all his substance, all his children, and they still did not change his mind about serving God. And so the enemy, with his crafty self, he's such a coward, he said, well let him go back. Surely if I affect his health, he going to start to doubt you. And he going to turn from you. But Job stood. Because I believe that Job had that thing. Locked in his spirit. But though I'm weak. Jesus is praying for me. He is my intercessor. And it don't feel good. The Bible says he brings his clothes. He said that the Bible says also that the ones that were supposed to come encourage him, they discouraged him. It said that he didn't talk for a long time. When the Bible says a long time, I believe it's a long time. It said he just sat there. Anybody ever been like that? Like you be so bad you'd be like. You see that. Job just sat there. And I can imagine as sick as he was, he probably was just weak. He probably didn't have the strength to even cry out, thank God for an intercessor. Thank God for Jesus. Both the words of Job and Jesus support a few facts. One, and the most important one, is that Satan is, has, and always will be inferior to God. And again, I say, when you God gods, he has to have permission. So instead of talking to the devil, you know how people roll up their sleeves. Bring the devil. I ain't scared of you. Talk to the father. God is teaching us wisdom today. There are some more factors that I want y'all to listen to and listen to good and listen to all of them before you start frowning and looking kind of cr- 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 and, and all kind of ways. But we got to realize in order to, to, to know what we're against that Satan has a lot of power in this world, okay? Jesus himself called him the prince or the ruler of this world. Jesus called him that. Paul calls him the God liturgy of this age. And you touched on it. There's so much influence and so much evil is embraced. And so that is their God. So Paul called him. Over in Second Corinthians, the God of this age, Paul also says that he is the ruling ruler of the authority of the air. You gotta watch this right here. It's powerful. And I say it, and I hadn't said it in a long time, but you have to watch your mouth because what you say can be somebody's future or their funeral. The enemy catches things and he grabs them. Even, and I'm not saying be scared of them, I'm going to get there. But I'm saying walk in wisdom. Okay? 2 Corinthians also tells us that he blinds the minds of the unbelievers And he holds them with his snare until God releases them through the gospel. So there again, even the unbeliever needs for God to intercede. He need, they need for God to intercede. Why they talking about? what well, God I don't believe that the Bible was written by a white man. This, that, and the other. You gonna need this word to get you through. Don't become one of those people that pick it apart because I'm telling you, there's the material to support whatever you want to believe. And so if you don't want to believe God is real, guess what? Because these rocks and stuff, they got some energy for real. Because they tell me you go in the caves and they, hum the rocks. So they do have energy. So these people really are getting some energy, but it's demonic energy. And so what I'm saying is don't be looking for no other source of worship, Don't be looking for no other God to be greater than our God. Because you're going to mess up. I know some some priests that's been converted. They're not atheists. We have to watch it. And watch your mouth. Don't curse him. Uh, Job was real wise. When his wife said curse him, don't curse God. You messed up. Ain't no coming back for this. Joe said, you sound like a fool. Some of y'all gonna tell some of these folks, you sound like a fool. Because if you think I'm finna doubt, my guy, I done come too far. He done brought me too far. I just believe. I don't care what it looks like. I know what they said. I know what it looks like in the next. I know by this time tomorrow they said I got to do this, that, or the other. Or they come to turn it off. Or they come to take this. But you sound like a fool. If you think I'm going to give up right now and turn on my God, if he he allows it to be taken, he got something better. Yeah. Sometimes he got to strip us because he know we ain't going to let go. She ain't going to let go. I'm yet trusting God. God said, if you trust me, walk, move, walk in faith. If people trust in their comfort zone and lying on God, when you trust in God most of the time, you ain't thinking about it. That's why we say, "Me people, when we talk about they give, the Lord knows that you forgive." I be saying you ain't had to give a whole lot yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, an inexperience. I be saying, "You gonna make me Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And I was. Before God released, when well, he released me and Pastor Jimmy, God gave us $30,000. I wanted my house here. We gave it all away. to some strange. And when I thought we had a couple of thousand dollars left, he called me up. He said, give the confession, that go time," And I'm talking about how God, everything I have, y'all know my testimony. Everything that I've acquired, I got it from God. And nobody would nobody support me, so God said I got to get my way And I went to the seat, and the Holy Spirit said, write a check. And we wrote a check. And I find it. That's all I remember. <laughs> I so for those people, and we're not saying you're supposed to be unrealistic. If you need to cry, cry, but you're going to have to eventually, you're going to have to suck it up. And you're going to have to gather yourself. And you got to say, God, what is it? What is it that you trying to get me to? Because this ain't it. If you want more than enough, give more. Oh. I'm, I'm so anointed that God uses me. Well, what you doing with your ministry? I'm not in a church right now. I'm I'm just sitting. If you want God to use you, cultivate gifts, pour more of His Spirit in. It's not for you to be sitting on. Give more. I guess that was a side sermon because that ain't in my nose but we just thank God for mm-hmm. But we know that Satan can take life, Job. He can ruin hell, Job. He can torment with demons, the book of Luke chapter number 11 and 18. He can provoke evil deeds, Luke 22 and 3. He can cause natural disasters, Job 1 and 19. So I ain't saying get up and worship him. Glorify him. But you got to walk, watch how you walk. This ain't for us to fear, right? We don't supposed to fear evil. But we got to realize, children, that Satan is real. And he has great power. And we must Reckon with him seriously and soberly. Y'all come on with me. We ain't been here in a long time. Y'all, y'all need to stand up. Just stand up. I'm almost done. When you are dealing with supernatural, a supernatural enemy, you must use supernatural weapons. Mm-hmm. This was good for me. Ephesians chapter number six, mother. You know, we know it. It says, We ain't wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers. Listen, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And so God said, Your arms are too short to box with the devil. He said, So I'm going to teach you wisdom. I don't want you to be. Like the fools in the Book of Acts, we're going one more place, and so you don't have to read. But I want y'all when y'all get home, Acts 19, and you just read the whole chapter, but 13 through 16. It talks about these vagabonds. What is that? They fugitives. They wanderers. They ill-equipped, counterfeit, mimicking perpetrators. I know a lot of that is on the scene. It says that in Ephesus, God was performing extraordinary miracles through Paul. That's Acts number 19 and 11. Verse 19 and 11, I'm sorry. It says that he was casting
2: out demons.
0: And we know in Mark, so so somebody said, well, who qualified him? In Mark chapter number 3, the Bible says that God, that Jesus gave his disciples authority over these. Hmm? Yes. He gave his disciples authority over evil spirits, over demons. So Paul... Receive this authority as well. God does qualify, Mother. We deal with the mighty spirits. We cast our demons. But you're not doing it on your own streets, Sister Amanda, Pastor Jimmy. You have to have, be under the authority and the influence of the Holy Spirit. And so these religious imposters in Ephesus. They were pretending to have these special miracles. I mean, y'all better look around because it's all over. First of all, wisdom. Don't be out singing that. When you have that kind of authority, you're really walking and you're discerning and you judging and trying these spirits. I said judge because the Bible does tell those people scatter their word. He said judge righteously. did he say that in his word? What he said is judge according to my spirit. And so when Paul saw the evil things, he was able to say come out in the name of Jesus. But these impostors with no authority with some lying wonders and some gifts, the devil gives gifts too. They pretended to do Everything that Paul was given the authority to do by God. Listen. There was a Jewish high priest. I know y'all have heard of him. Seven. And he had seven sons. Y'all remember the demon said Jesus we know and Paul we know and somebody said he whooped him out of his clothes and out of his mind. I want you to go back and read. Because it means he whooped them. If it was seven sons and two high priests, that's nine people. He whipped out in his clothes and out of their mind. And because God is saying they weren't qualified. Wait a minute. I said, where are you going? It goes on to say that they invoked these spirits. I'm just trying to tell somebody it's dangerous for you to be acting like you working with something you ain't working with. You might be working with it and sometimes it's dangerous when you put your hands on it. I ain't one of them pastors that say bring them to me. Y'all know that? There's some folks getting in the hospital and we be like we're going to pray for them because God ain't said go put your hands on nothing. But it says that they invoked these evil spirits. And listen to what they said. This is why we know that Satan always has and always will mimic Jesus. He says, they, 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 the Bible says, that they said, in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches about. That one. I don't know one. I command you to come out. Out. And the evil spirits did come out. And it worked them. They were them. And the fear of the Lord grew all over Ephesus. And so he had to make a belief out of some people. That's what he has to do for some people now. But why do we even have to allow ourselves to go through that when we know that these principalities and these things are bigger than us? God says, I'm going to teach you how to walk. He says that evil is naturally more powerful than us in the natural. We need our Savior. We need him. Another thing is, Satan cannot be cast out through formula or words. We must have the power of God. Amen? Amen. Also, Satan recognized valid authority and he fears God. That's why some, sometimes you walk in a room and you disturb it. I ain't saying nothing. What's wrong with you? Their spirits are uncomfortable because the, the spirit, an evil spirit can discern the spirit of God. So we need to recognize what we're working with. We need to pray and ask God for more of his power and more of his authority. And uh, uh, the last point is God's authority will always reign over sin. I don't care how much dust he kicks up. Don't get out the will of God because you're in the same place. I'm closing now and y'all can wake up. I want y'all to bring, get some of them hand fans. Because I know y'all won't be sleeping so many places y'all be going. Amen. And Just like Jesus told his disciples, I ask you to stay awake, that long. And that's why you need to get close to somebody. Instead of tell your neighbor, love your neighbor. Wake them up. I'm gonna go right back to Romans 8 in my closing now. And we're gonna do an awesome call. Tree of life ain't gonna be full of antidepressants. And high blood pressure. And depression. And multiple personality, you bipolar, you full of demons. We're gonna be sober. We're gonna walk in the wholeness of God. Why? Because we got an intercessor. Isn't that something to know? I might not get Mother on the line when I call. She's going to call back eventually if she sees me. I not not get y'all on the line when I call. But if I step back and I'm not saying discredit who God has called because who he called he qualified and we ain't been discredit, no gifts. But what he wants us to know that Jesus is on the right hand. said, Father, see about it. Father, bring them out. Father, keep them mind. The devil won't be mad. So Paul said, therefore, what should we say to these things? And I said, what things, Paul? He said, the heartache and pain.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Being ostracized. Being stigmatized. Don't nobody want to see you coming. My family can't stand me. My natural family. Paul said, what what you going to say to those things, Pastor Jimmy? When they tell you you ain't qualified. What you going to say to those things, Sister Bonita? When they whisper every time you come, she got so scared. Every time you turn around, she crying. She ought to stop doing it. What I love about you is your honesty. The rehab center works when you admit you got a problem. When you said "Somebody ain't nothing wrong, I'm good, I'm good. All we got to do is pick up some stuff been going on. Y'all don't think we know. God had already told us it. And Sister Benita confirmed it. What I love about it, she ain't going to lie. If she guilty, she going to say she guilty. That, God can bless right there. That he can bless. Because a lot of y'all be holding on to it. And God said he want to bless it, Sister d He want to bless you. Sometimes we be holding on and protecting the curse. We got to let it go. Paul said, what we going to say to these things? What you going to say to them? When they talk about you, when they lie on you, when they stab you in your back, what you going to say to them? He already said, you can't go cussing them out. You can't go fighting them. You're going to be in jail. That's money you should have gave in your time. You should win and help somebody. You can't fight evil physically. So what we gonna say to these things? Mara and Sean and Amalia, when people say stuff, and they mean children real mean and they real conniving. And they know how to do stuff and have their hands. And you be looking at them like they so and they be looking so innocent with their pup eyes, and they about to break the house down. <laughs> we say to these things mother what do we say to these things the tests and the trials trials and all that mercy sister Tiara I heard your testimony it wasn't good it was good every time you said it wasn't God said it was good David said it's good that I be afflicted yes it is sometimes it takes you get burnt to say I don't want to touch that no more ain't. <laughs> uh-uh. yeah. And when God's stripping you, it ain't going to feel good because he's taking you away from the familiar. And he said, I want you to solely trust me. He said, I want it off the top of everything. Everything I want it off the top. I want your gift off the top. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: God said, whenever you give me mine off the top, the door is gonna open for your own business. Amen. amen. You're so disciplined and you work with the spirit of excellence that belongs to your own business. But God says that I got to I got to condition you. So what we say to these things, Dakota.
2: If God is for us, who can be against us?
0: Bless God. Because God cannot be. Bless God. I think the appropriate thing to do is when you learn more, that you don't walk around convicted or sad about how you didn't do right, like with God. I think. That it's always an opportunity for an altar call. For us to say, God strengthen me for this next season, because you have to me. I'm ready. And ain't nobody jumping up and down for no tests and trials, but come on now. But what you're saying is, God, if you for me, come with, come with me. I know the devil can't kill me. I know that for a fact. So if you before me, come with me. The Lord goes on, the the word of God goes on to tell us in Luke that we are to, the way we petition the throne is through exhortation. So it, that ought to change the way the saints look when we come to the temple. Because when you come to the temple, instead of looking defeated and or acting like you got an attitude, I don't understand what, what that was about. Uh, or, or, what you're mad about or whatever it is. If you begin to worship, the Bible says that Jesus starts to, he starts to inhabit the praise and he starts to intercede. And all the word intercede here means if you make your petition and your plea to God because you worship Him. That's wisdom. Bless God. Change your attitude when you're coming Change your attitude when you need something from God. Let your complaining, your attitude, let it become a worship. Everybody don't have to run and jump up and down. You can leave that up to me. But however you worship, I promise if you really give it to him, really study the word and realize what he left us with, we'll be able to walk this walk better. Bless God. And you can come to the altar. And it's just a brief prayer. We're just going to give